Welcome to the Revitalize Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations to help you experience emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness as you lead at your church, your business, or in your life. Here are your hosts, Danielle and Kevin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of the Revitalize Podcast. You're here with Danielle and Kevin Presso, and we're so excited to be back with you again Thanks so much for joining us. We made it to a dozen. A, a baker's dozen is next time. Okay, but this is a dozen sure. dozen. I'm, sure, not a ba- I'm not a baker. <laughs> Me neither. So. <laughs> well, that was so great. Awesome. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? So today we're, we're shifting gears a little bit. We're going to come back to doing more interviews with people about their wellness journey and their emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness journeys. Because uh, we wanted to talk about a topic that's been on both of our hearts for some time now. And it's um, the issue of when leaders fail. Right. Yeah. So it's a bit of a heavier topic, but I think it's a crucial thing to to look at. And and not through the lens of criticizing anyone or name-calling anybody or, well, they should have seen this coming or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But since our big heart is to see Christian leaders do well, whether that's, you know, maybe you work in full-time pastoral ministry. Uh, Maybe you're a pastor's wife or or you're a a husband of someone who works in ministry or you work for parachurch ministry or a non-profit. But as well, Christians in the workplace, in in government and business and out in the community, um, no one is immune from... Failing mm-hmm. and, and falling. Right. Right. And and, and actually the truth is, I mean, the fact that no one is immune from from falling, we all have sin, we all have temptations, we all have, you know, sin crouching right there at the door. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's actually more plausible that there could be a fall than not. Right. In one way or another. It almost would feel like the stats are stacked against you sometimes, right? Right. But yeah. I think that there are some things, right, that we can do to guard ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I think we're going to open up that uh, can of worms today and have a conversation around that. Exactly. So for this introduction, so this really is going to be just an introduction to this topic. We we haven't mapped out exactly how many episodes that we're going to do on in this uh little sub-series here of uh, When Leaders uh, Fall. Um, but maybe, Danielle, maybe just share, maybe from your perspective, like why is this on your heart to talk about? Wow. Uh, why is it on my heart to talk about is, I mean, of course, everything that we've been doing over the last few years um, mm-hmm. has been with a focus for Christian leaders on being successful, Right. And success to us, of course, or to me, because you asked me the question, is not, you know, being um, rich and being prosperous in all the ways that or the, the largest world, church or the, or, yeah, or the best numbers or the, wow, the I have this preacher many, in the city. Exactly. Yeah. This many people that I've saved. How many have you saved? How many people are sitting in the pews on Sunday? Right. It's not about that. Right. It's about wellness. And mm-hmm. so when we talk about success, it's it's. You know, you're, how are you doing? And it's not just how are you doing. It's how are you doing for real. Right. Because we've talked about this before. How many times do people say they're fine and they actually look fine? Sure. Everything looks great. Yeah. Until you find out after the fact about, oh, my goodness. 
Mm-hmm. Where where were the guardrails? What happened there? Right. What could this happen to us mm-hmm. um, when we talk about you know some kind of moral failing or really difficult things that happen or um, and and yeah, it's definitely my heart that we can have these conversations um, in prevention. Sure. Because I think it's possible to prevent. Mm-hmm. that kind of failing. Okay. Well, what about you? Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for me, honestly, this has been a, a topic, I hate to say topic of interest, but a topic of... Obsession? <laughs> maybe obsession. I, I don't even have a word for it. Something that has just been in the back of my mind for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually remember several, several years ago, um, when we were just dealing with a, a theological issue and and that I was wrestling through mm-hmm. and and wasn't 100% sure that I believed something anymore that I used to believe in. Now not something crucial like, you know, Jesus who died for our sins or Jesus being the only way to the Father. Like one of these secondary theological issues. And Is and it a bad idea to spell it out? Uh, we'll, we'll save it for another episode. Okay. Because that opens up a, a larger topic in that. Mm-hmm. But and so I went to go see one of my seminary professors, you know, and um who had become a mentor of mine and helped me out in a lot of different ways. And and I said, like, what do you do when you're kind of having a crisis of faith? What do you do when you're, like, when you're just tired and worn out and you just want to go on social media and blast everybody and be angry and, all, like, all of those things? Because we all get there, right? And and he actually shared with me some stuff that was really profound. And he shared with me, like, he's had many crises of faith over his several decades of ministry. And he said, but one of the things he always did was he always looked behind him not looking at the ministry not looking at the potential of numbers in the future and all the people you could reach but who's following you yeah right who's following you and who's looking up to you and 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 that you're investing into and being a living example to and and he said he did that regularly just looked behind him Right, not because we do this so often as leaders, right? We look to the future and we look to the big numbers <laughs> and what's next and all that. Mm-hmm. And he never did that. He always looked behind him, you know, because his crisis of faith, his falling, would have an impact in all those other people behind him. Yeah, right? that, and that resonated mm-hmm. with me big, 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 big time. And that's a big part of all of this, right? Like mm-hmm. when somebody has a moral failing and they are a leader right. in the church or outside of the church, whatever, but um, where they have a lot of people who are watching. Right. And I'm sure many of our listeners can identify with that. Right. You know, and, and it's it, it, it can feel awkward and it can feel icky and mm-hmm. all of that, that people are watching our lives. Right. And that's, that's. And people, sometimes it's people you don't even know. Right. Right? Like, I, that's, I mean, the secondary reason why this is such an important topic to me is I have found myself as a senior pastor um, with in a, in a season right now of ministry, so we're 2022, but over the last several years, many of the Christian leaders who I have admired and learned from have all stepped away from ministry or been removed from ministry mm-hmm. for failures in their character. Yeah. And again, this isn't about naming them or shaming them or anything like that, but, but men who I admired, learned from, studied from, 
wanted to be like. Mm-hmm. They're not pastors anymore. Right. And we're getting close over the last six, seven years, we're getting close to double digits of mentors of mine. Like actual gone. mentors? Well, from a distance. Okay. Like I've never, I've, I've met a couple of them at conferences, but it's, it, it's, they've mentored me indirectly, right? Through their podcasts, through their books, through their mm-hmm. leadership summits, talks, all of these things. Right, and and we're getting and 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 they're from all over the world, yeah. like America, Canadian, like different countries, like that. No one's immune to this. No. So now I'm the old guy, <laughs> you know. And it's like, what if, right? And so not that I'm worried about it, but it's there, right? Mm-hmm. So that you know, if it could happen to them, it could happen to anybody, mm-hmm. right? So so that's why this is a topic that's really just been on my heart, right? To, to begin to explore. And what do we hope to accomplish by talking about when leaders fall? Or, you know, what what, what do you mm-hmm. want to see happen? Well, I think for me, the same goal that we've had all throughout this podcast is to remove the stigma. Mm-hmm. It's to remove the stigma. Like, we have to talk about the fact that leaders fall. Yeah. And And you should be able to talk about this. As a Christian leader, you should be able to have these conversations in your church. You should be able to have these conversations with your staff, with your leadership team, with, you know, whatever ministerial you're a part of. Because I think so often, as Christian leaders, we're so guarded, mm-hmm. right? And and we want everyone to think we're doing great. And we want our church to think we're doing great. We, we want our elders and our board of directors to think we're doing great. Right. But then right? there there so is always to, that thing, right, of... Okay, um, who can you who, talk to? Who can you talk to? Right? right, because a lot of times leaders will say, and we've talked about this in previous episodes as well, mm-hmm. can I actually be friends? Can I actually be real with the people in my church? Right. Or if I'm having some, you know, um, n- maybe not even sin yet, but temptations towards sin and really right. struggling, yep. who can I talk to? Exactly. Right. And and so one of my goals, you know, my hope with doing this series is to hopefully give a voice to people who might be afraid. They don't know how to express that voice. Mm-hmm. And maybe just maybe to challenge leaders as well to go when you learn about leaders who have fallen and what led to that. Right, because again, it's usually a character issue, right? There's there's a gap in their armor. It's usually a character issue. Um, you know, strong, dynamic leaders, and and they had a blind spot that they didn't see, or someone pointed out to them, and they didn't want to do anything about it. When you actually study what, how leaders fall, then you take you can actually do a, a a good hard look at your own leadership and realize I have the same gap. Hmm. You know, I, I might be doing the exact same thing. Now, it doesn't promise, it's not a guarantee that you're going to fall, you know, uh, the same way because I do, I'm not a big believer in the slippery slope <laughs> type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't criticize people being on a slippery slope. It's like, no, no, when they, like, like, let's call sin, sin, and let's not make stuff up. But that's what I've been doing. You know, when I've looked at some of these leaders who I've greatly, greatly admired and the language, I use their language. I use their same mannerism. I was beginning to treat people the way they treat people, you know, or I could easily start treating people the way they treated people in a negative way, right? And uh, 
And in some cases, you know, and a lot of these leaders that we see fail, they're given so much autonomy and so much freedom mm. because they're strong leaders. It's very easy for me to take autonomy and a lot of freedom, you know, because everyone's busy and everyone trusts me. And so they just hand over responsibilities and suddenly you find yourself responsible and overseeing everything with no accountability and no, no checks and balances if you're not careful. So those are the types of things that resonate with me mm-hmm. on what I would love to see happen in, as we discuss this series. <laughs> How about for you? Well, similarly, and um, I think one of the major things I'd like to kind of put out there is I, I have the sense that many Christian leaders don't have real friends. Right. Real people that they can go to and just like pour out. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what's going on in my life. Let me tell you about this that's, you know, a struggle for me. Will you pray with me about this? Mm-hmm. And um, I hope that something, you know, a chord gets struck mm-hmm. in in people who are listening to recognize this in themselves. If they don't have people that really know them. Right. That really care for them and mm-hmm. that they really care for and are sharing their lives with. Right. It's a very dangerous spot to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we, you know, it, we know as leaders mm-hmm. how, you know, close to burnout you can be. Sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> on, close to or burned out. <laughs> on, yeah. on, you know, any given occasion. Right. And when you're in that, you know, and so that's something that, of course, is a big concern for me. I have a lot of concerns about people's mental health. I personally, you know, had a, burn out myself mm-hmm. and so when you are the person that so many people are coming to right and you don't have anywhere to go mm-hmm. um it's way out of balance right and so in a sense um it doesn't surprise me hugely mm-hmm. when leaders fall right. but it's so devastating mm-hmm. right and it makes me wonder like who are the people that have been surrounding them and being and close with them? Mm-hmm. And were you being real with the struggles? Were people holding you accountable? Were they walking with you? Right. Because that, that's that's my biggest heart is that you know like for people to see themselves needing that mm-hmm. and creating that. Right. Yeah. No, that's very cool. Well, not cool that this happens, but I think it's just, again, to break down those stigmas and to just create that conversation. Mm-hmm. So so one of the ways, so, so we're going to be approaching this series, again, we haven't fully mapped this out. We're kind of speaking from our hearts right now. Um, but one of the things that we want to do is, again, not as a criticism and not as a critique against you know a particular church, but uh, we've recently gone through um, Christianity Today's uh, podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. And I don't know about you, Danielle, but for me, that brought me to tears mm-hmm. so often. Yeah. Right? Because again, on the outside of a ministry where everything just looks like it's firing on all cylinders and seeing tens of thousands of people accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, mm-hmm. of seeing a city being transformed, of families being transformed, of people being set free from their sin. And yet underneath, it, it was such a 
bad environment and, and, a, and a hostile environment for and, so and, many people. And interestingly, right. a really good environment in a lot of ways. In some ways, yeah. You know, but yeah. then some kind of um, subversive ways, yeah. there was some really bad stuff going and, on. And then you learn of, you know, pastors and leaders because of that environment who've left the faith, mm-hmm. not just left ministry, but left the faith, and that's that repercussion, right? That that opposite ripple effect of what we want, mm-hmm. right? We want a positive ripple effect in people's lives. Well, the reality is, when leaders fail, it has a negative ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So we'll do episodes that will have have some commentary on that podcast. That'll be one way that we're going to explore this topic, and then other ways are probably just from our own personal experiences, again, as we've been doing in this series, and from other resources that we've been finding. Um, on this topic, because again, I think it's crucial to have more and more conversations. Again, mm-hmm. not to criticize, not to slam, not to belittle, not to, you know, oh, that'll never happen to me and pump ourselves up. It's, it comes, it's basically the parable when, um, the parable of, of the tax collector who goes up, you know, and, and, and prays to the Lord and says, oh, Lord, thank you for not making me like these sinners. You know, thank you for not making me like these, ta- you know, that tax collector over there. And then the tax collector, you know, he prays before God and he can't even look up to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he just beats his chest and he says, Father, forgive me a sinner. Yeah. Right. Like, we're not approaching this topic from the position of the Pharisee. No. Oh, thank you, God, for not making us like that. And thank you that none of our listeners are like that. Mm-hmm. It's not the approach. I want to approach this topic from the posture of the tax collector. Mm-hmm. Father, forgive me, mm-hmm. a sinner. Yeah. Because if they could go there, I could go there. Mm-hmm. My friends could go there. People I care about could go there. Yeah. Our listeners could go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the things about about sin and the way that Satan, you know, tempts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the ways is deception. <laughs> it's Guess number what one, happens right? with deception? <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's happening, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, like, and and I think this is key to why we so need to be in community, in real community, Mm -hmm. because if Satan uses deception, what a way to kind of keep you isolated, keep you thinking, you know, like, oh, this is good, this is right, you need this, this is your, you Mm -hmm. deserve, look at all the people that you've been helping or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you're deceived. And right. we know from Scripture that we can be deceived. So, of course, we don't look at it from a perspective of higher than thou. No. Right. We are all needing to be on guard mm-hmm. through yeah. Christ. So maybe for this first, so this is kind of a long, I realize we just did like an 18-minute introduction of this topic. And so we wanted to keep this first episode a little bit shorter than our normal episodes. But maybe just on that note, you know, the importance of community. If we take this as kind of step one, you know, of guarding ourselves as leaders, the importance of community. Maybe, Danielle, like, so how do you place yourself in that kind of community? What kind of community are you a part of? Well, there's a few different communities. Um, I have to say it's been a number of years that I've been at our church now. Mm -hmm. And because I wrote a book and put my, you know, kind of all everything out there on my sleeve, (laughs) there's nothing that I feel I can't talk to people even in my church about. And so, and and I'm accepted. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. a matter of, oh, (laughs) here she comes. So uh, I know that that is not 
you know, that that doesn't happen overnight right. in, a, in a church family. It's not automatic necessarily that you have safe people that you can talk to. But starting to build those um, relationships can mm-hmm. be within can be within the church, um, also can be without you know outside of the church with other Christians. For me personally, um, I do have relationships with uh, non Christians as well, right. and my family and and some friends as well. But because of this particular issue needing so much guarding and prayer, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, there might be some safe safe spaces to talk to, you know, some people about what's going on in your life. But what it really needs is people who are going to hear you and pray for you and pray with you and hold right. you accountable. So the value yeah. system needs to be mm-hmm. aligned and all that sort of thing. But if, it, you know, if you're working in a church or, you know, mm-hmm. you're on staff or a pastor's wife and you don't have that safe space within your church yet, I mean, start looking for it. Start looking for one person even within the yeah. church that you can talk to. For us, you know, we did have that right from the get-go. We had a couple from our church who, mm-hmm. you know, um, an elder and his wife who right away told us, yeah. Anything that Anything. you're going through, yeah. you can come to us. Now, yeah. I don't know if we believed it right away. Probably not. <laughs> because, but we're getting to know everybody, right? Exactly. So. But as we got to know them, we knew that they... And then you take a risk. Yeah. And you, that's... You have to take the risk. Yeah. Right? Because like, that's actually something I feel that I'm doing right now. Like, So I've been pastoring now for about... It's got to be almost... 15 years, 16 years almost, I think we're coming up to. I can't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I have friends, but I don't have close, intimate friendships. Mm -hmm. And so I'm actually intentionally um, trying to invest more intentionally in friendships with a a few other, three other senior pastors. Mm -hmm. Their churches are about the same size as mine, so we're kind of in that same boat. And making myself vulnerable to them. And you know? doesn't that when you make yourself vulnerable to others, yeah. doesn't that like start to bring about that vulnerability that they feel like they can safely do that with you? I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. So so that's one of the things that I've you know I've always been part of a small group. Yeah, you know, I've got a great relationship with my elders at our church. But again, took time, you mm-hmm. know, to build that relationship. But again, sometimes just having some other pastor friends who, who get my world mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and I'm actually meeting with these three guys tomorrow morning, Yeah, you know, to go through something that I'm wrestling with, you know, something that could easily make me angry and bitter. Yeah. And I don't want to become that. And so I'm going to talk with them about that. And that's right? great. And as, as a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. I've had groups of, I've been in groups with other pastor's wives as well. Right. And I also recognize that that takes time too, because sometimes mm-hmm. you want to look like, you know, like, we've got it all together. Exactly. <laughs> so I've had certain groups that I've been a part of where it's been, you know, a little bit more superficial. Mm-hmm. And other groups where it's just been really deep and really good. And, um, you know, those those groups where you just remember and go, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. that was a transformative time. And it wasn't just because it was getting together with other pastor's wives. It's because we went deep with one another. Right. And I think that's really important. And and it doesn't have to be a big group of people. No. Like one what do two. you always say? What well this is what I say at our church that everyone doesn't need to know everybody, but everybody must be known. Yeah. And for real. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why one of the, our core values as a church is to be real. Mhm. Right? That we're going to be real before God and real before one another. Mm-hmm. God knows already. 
Yeah. God knows already, so we're not fooling him. Mm-hmm. And we all know that everybody's got stuff. Yeah. So you're not fooling anybody anyways. And mm-hmm. if you're in leadership, you definitely got stuff. <laughs> because you're in leadership. Leadership's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think, too, those relationships, like, a lot of people might think, oh, great, I'm going to get together with other people who go through the same kind of thing so that I can just, you know... Oh my gosh, this is happening and that person and da 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 da. And then it can become more of like a gossip fest. Sure, they don't know who you're talking about or whatever. Yeah. But if people will lead you into confession, repentance, forgiveness, like that's really what we need, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you talk about, of course, every leader has issues. Yep. Well, yeah. And so when you're talking with people about things that are going on in your own life and be, being able to share, mm-hmm. hopefully those people that are being real with you are, are bringing you to that place to, Absolutely. to help you to, mm-hmm. you know, not have issue upon issue piling up and up and up, but instead really learning how to hand it over to Jesus. Yeah. Well, and that's what I want from that type of community. So if I get together with these three pastor friends and kind of say, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what potentially could happen, you know, and making me angry and I want to, ah, I just want to go crazy over this. And where's my blind spot? What am I not seeing? What mm-hmm. do, you know, and, and they have that permission to speak into my life. Yeah, but again, it takes time. It does. And it takes massive vulnerability. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And do you think it's um, more difficult for guys than girls? That's a really good question. You know, I, I always hate generalizing between the genders, but um, I would say absolutely yes. Because <laughs> we're more, men tend to be more, like, especially when I, when I get together with other pastors, what do we do? We talk about ministry. Mm-hmm. We talk about what we're doing, our church systems, our staffing structures, our outreach strategy, yeah. all of our integration processes, what sermon work series we're working on and preaching through right now. Mm-hmm. We talk about what we do. Yeah. But it takes a long time, in my experience, to get pastors around a table, again, not a hundred, two or three, to talk about what is God doing? Where are you at with God? Mm-hmm. Like, what's God showing? How's God speaking? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. How are you doing, you know, where are you seeing the fruit of the Spirit in your own life? So do that you have a quick, a quick tip for how to get from kind of the, you know, shop talk to real talk? Well, my, you know, I think maybe we can just kind of conclude with this one little application point that I would recommend. You're particularly, I'm going to make an application for men. So maybe, mm-hmm. Danielle, then you can make an application for women. Um, you know, no guts, no glory. It, it's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Um, someone's got to make the first move. <laughs> you know, and that sounds weird when you're talking about a bunch of guys. I'm not talking about that kind of a move. But um, <laughs> the vulnerability that you want to see modeled, do it first. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, no guts, no glory. It's, yeah. it's worth the risk. You know, yes, you might do it to the wrong person, and it might come back to bite you in the butt. So you might not want to give someone your deepest, darkest secrets the first time. But find find that group that you can connect with, two or three different people, and take the risk. Mm-hmm. Start with something, you know, not simple but easier. Test the waters, but take the risk. That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> I don't know if I have any other, you know, tips. But like you said, sometimes it's more difficult for guys to get there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and 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 listen for God's uh, yeah. nudging. Yeah, because He knows the people that you're going to be able to connect with. Yep. So pray, seek Him, and then. Yeah, and you might be surprised who that person is. Sure. Right. It might not be the chair of your elders, but it might be the elder on your team that's super quiet, mm-hmm. or the other, you know, the person in your ministerial that you're a part of that you you barely speak to, but then mm-hmm. God opens up a new relationship, or yeah. someone in your company or in your nonprofit. You might be surprised who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks, Danielle, for starting off this conversation today. So we like the light, fluffy topics here yeah, on this podcast. <laughs> We're really into light and fluffy here right? you know, on the Revitalized Podcast. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so again, this is just introduction. We're going to get deeper into this topic in the next episode. So until the next episode, God bless you, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. God bless. You've been listening to the Revitalized Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you found this content helpful, please consider subscribing, sharing on social media, and leaving a review. This helps us to help even more people. Join us next time for more insights on emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness in your leadership.